previously on the Dave and Steve show. Dave, I so totally understand is... this because I used to have a cat that when I scratched him by his tail, <laughs> right? he bit his paws. Sure. I, I'm going to bet that somewhere there's a box of fingers. I would think it's probably hard to breathe. It's not like you can, and it's not like you can go out and lick a signpost. It's not going to taste great anyway. So this is a guy that's making prison toilet wine in his own stomach. Uh, Steve's on the other side. When I, uh, when I grow up my third arm, I'm going to totally come after him and punch him in the face with it. Right. But as we talked last <laughs> week, we will destroy Steve only to find out that all he has is peach water and bread in a can. That's if a I can't grow point. my own liver or grow my own replacement eyeballs or grow my own whatever, I, you know, it could go anywhere. But if then I'm, I'm getting left behind. She goes like completely nuts and then pees herself. Oh. She says, yeah, so I got her pee on me too. And I will drink as much non-alcoholic beverages as I want. <laughs> How many pills have you had today, Johnson? I lost count so many <laughs> pills ago. Show number 21 of the Dave and Steve Show. I am Dave, sitting right alongside me. I'm here 27 miles away is Steve. Good evening. And tonight and tonight only, our very special fill-in guest for Mr. Tracy Green, the one and only, the hilarious, what else can I say? The intelligent, the insightful, the well-versed Jackie Cation. I my name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the clips from last week. Those are those are kind of awesome. They're just because they're out of context. Yeah. And it's like, what the? What is this show? Yeah. And so that that make people go back in time and listen to the old episodes. Do it. It Do is it. a it, that's that comes from one episode as well. That comes from it's always from the previous yeah. week. So we cover we're all over the road on these shows, Jackie. I hope you're ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to let's let's hit the ground running. I say. So we did not we did not plan for Jackie to directly fill in for Tracy. We did plan for Jackie to be on the show tonight with us. She was going to join us for the entire show, start to finish, crack wise with us along the way. Unfortunately, Tracy's not able to join tonight because there is this thing called online learning that all the kids are going back to. School is starting back up again, and parents everywhere are freaking out because. Suddenly, let me last year, for those of you who don't have children last year, at least for me, and I think this is probably pretty normal for a lot of people. When the whole virus thing kicked off, everybody was obviously caught off guard, except for the people who have been warning us of this for the past 30 years. But when it comes to the education system, they were caught off guard. And therefore, my kid, for example, my oldest kid, he, you know, he was down to like maybe an hour a day. Once ever, all the kids got sent home, they were like, well, we got to get some online learning started back up. He got an hour a day at most where he would log in. They'd have this Zoom meeting where they awkwardly stared at each other. His teacher didn't quite know what to do. She didn't really have an online curriculum or a way of teaching them that wasn't directly. So, so the point of all that is for this, the last half of last school year, my son got off easy. Like, he was just, go ahead, Steve. I, I was just going to say, my son thrived. And I personally am super excited for him to go back to school this year because I think he's going to kick ass. So, awesome. awesome. Uh, so, the... <laughs> so, Jackie, one it's thing you... It's a crapshoot. Like, every child is a is a de genuine uh, homegrown snowflake. And you don't know if... If sitting in a petri dish among a bunch of kids is gonna is gonna make them thrive, or if being alone and getting some actual quantity yeah. time with their parent uh, is gonna make them thrive, right. <laughs> Yeah. So my son is not. I mean, he's he's fine either way. He's fine with with school. He's fine not being at school. The point is that at most he was now dealing with an hour a day of school. Now this year, school's starting back up, and it's starting back up. They have their shit together. They know what a curriculum should be. What grades he in? He's about to. Oh, gosh, I don't even know. Remember his name, Jackie? Really? I don't know. No, he's, he's about. He's about. He's about to enter sixth grade. I I, I sense uh, why there's trouble. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So so he he's now they have given his curriculum. They have given his daily breakdown. Pretty much half hour by half hour. He starts at eight thirty. He ends at two thirty. So this is now back to a full school day again. Dude, that's 
and that's bananas. Even in, I mean, an 11 year old, six hours of Zoom a day. That's right. With he doesn't get to call a duty anybody. He doesn't. <laughs> that's that's want, exactly right. Child wants any part of that. Well, I, you, when I do six hours of Zoom a day, I my brain is on fire. He is. And, it is compounded by the fact that he. Obviously, everybody sort of took the summer and turtled down, or most people within reason. So he has been playing even more online games. So he is even more addicted to playing online games because he can't go out. We can't take him to, I mean, within reason, but we haven't been taking him as much to the beach or outdoors or things like that because we've been trying to, as a family unit, stay pretty isolated and stay intact in, in our little cocoon. So, yeah. so he is now, he has the one-two punch of last year, by the end of the year, I was doing an hour a day and I've been playing video games all summer long. And now he's going to have the shell shock of going back to actual classes again. Steve, I don't know, has Zach re- video game as I talk of an 11 year old. Yeah. Steve has Zach, does Zach have it like a full schedule like that? Is it a full, full every day? Yeah. And, and his school even though they were kind of caught off guard, they, they kind of pulled it together uh, and they really figured it out last year. And so he, I mean, he stuck with it and really worked hard at, at making that happen. But this next year, I mean, they really have everything outlined. So things are, uh, things are going to go well for him, I think. Um, but I, I think I have the solution, Dave. If he's, if he's been playing video games all summer long, we just have to, treat the teachers like NPCs and like he has to go up to a teacher. Uh, do you have a key for me? And they, they give him the key, they go to the door, they unlock it. And there's a, there's a problem he has to solve. Right. And if he solves the problem and he gets to go to the next, yeah. just have to totally turn design that. Like Alpha, that. Man, totally turn it into like <laughs> now, now it's an open world RPG and he's got, he's got problems. Yeah. He's got, he's got to find that townsperson to talk to. It's going to be that same guy. The best okay. part of all this is that Steve turned it into like a Tandy text-based game from the 80s because that's when we grew up. Like you, totally see a, you see a door before you. A man yeah. stands in front of the door. He looks to be a teacher. Like <laughs> Move west. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, Jackie, how you been holding up since the last time we talked to you? How have things been going? Like, fill us in. Uh- I hit a, uh, I hit a wall, hit a wall, had a, had a, you know how every day, some, some weeks are better than other weeks. Some days are better than other weeks. And as we go into like, I've been, I've been home, not, not doing stand up comedy in front of people or on the road or making a living <clears throat> uh, since March 15th. And so yeah. <laughs> you're kind of a wash, but um, you know, I've been doing a lot of my, po- like I've been recording a lot of Dork Forest, which is my podcast that I love to talk to people about what they love. And and then I've been doing a lot of, I have another podcast about stand-up where it is literally one week after another, Lori Kilmartin and I going, we're still not fucking out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> yeah. and so it caused, I have, I've had some grumpiness. There's been some attitude problems and uh, I just, every day, Every day I have to go, you know what? You can't control a global pandemic. Yeah. Can't control civil unrest. What you can control is, you know, trying to be a better person to the people in front of you and trying to help by not adding to the problem. You know, I mean, I, I can do a small amount of things in front of me and, and I can try to tell my cousins that are idiots that they're idiots. <laughs> right. I'm like, because yeah. who doesn't want to hear that on Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. So you're actually uh, actually inside a tinfoil hat factory right now. <laughs> How's that coming along? Anyway, so I know. Well, I, go ahead. Well, I was going to say. So listening to um, you and Lori talk about it, I mean, I, I hear it's a over the weeks. You kind of see like a, a theme develop of you know who's doing what. It's rain. I. Mean, I, I I hear, I, I, I hear a little bit of, you know, uh, not so much tension or, or anger as much as it's just, you know, it's, it, it, like the, it's just like the dew on a, you know, summer's morning and weighing you down a little bit, right? That's, oh, I don't that's know. the best I could do for metaphor at this point. Yeah, that's, sorry. that was weird. Sorry. Yeah. But, um, no, but it, there's a level of frustration that is cumulative. 
And so you got to shave it off as best you can every day. And I do a lot of Zoom shows. I do a lot of podcasting. I do a lot of Zoom itself and sort of internet uh, chitter chat. And um, and luckily, I am quarantining with my fella, who is a delight. Uh, we don't have any children, so we don't have any responsibilities. Uh, so, uh, you know, and we and we don't. I mean, all my friends who have kids spend a lot of their time beating themselves up, going, "Am I doing it right? Am I?" And I'm like, "Is kids still alive? You win. Exactly. You win. Yes. Yeah. And this this year's a wash. This is not the year to go. We're trying to lower our screen time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different year. Yeah. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah. So, Jackie, so, take me through on a in the before times because I, I'm obviously not a stand-up comedian. I don't know how this works. I mm -hmm. assume you have a publicist or a an agent, uh, something. I, uh, I I do now have an agent. I got one a couple of years ago. Uh, very exciting. But I've been doing stand-up for thirty six years. So sure. uh, what you do is a big and and the and the job itself has changed a lot. Obviously, right since uh, the inter since nineteen eighty nine, with the internet being invented, and um, so there was initially. So the way it goes, how does it go? And um, I'll, I'll tell you why I'm asking this, and then you can continue. I, I'm, I'm just asking in terms of who initiates it now? Who starts to sniff out if the if dates are becoming available or what opportunities are out there, if that falls to you? or so, And so I'm curious how it worked before and then how, how you're starting to sort of put feelers back out now. Oh, well, um, it's, it's ongoing. It is every moment of every day, sadly. You, uh, uh, when you don't have a, what's called a personal appearance agent, you, and even if you do, you hear about bits, you hear about places to, to go and do standup and you, you send out emails with your availabilities and you can cold call, initiate contact and go, you know, I have these credits. I don't have any credits. I have hopes and dreams. Please take me in on your weird Laughlin gig for a hundred dollars. Yeah. And uh, so, and then, but now that I have this uh, personal appearance agent, he he has relationships with you know hundreds of clubs around the the country, and so he's like, so Kansas City is interested in bringing you in, uh, Minneapolis, Seattle. Uh, I'm supposed to be in D.C. next month in October, and I don't know how I would do that. Right. Uh, is there going to be plexiglass on the stage in between me and the audience? Yeah. <laughs> Am I going to bring my own mic? I can do those two things. That would help. It would, uh, it would lower my merch sales anyway. But um, so <laughs> the difference is, is like last year I worked 45 weeks a year on yeah. the road. And so I would come home on a Sunday night or a Monday. I would leave again on a Wednesday or a Thursday. And I would do that three, you know, two or three weeks a month. Um, I, I was trying to do, I would work two, two months where I would do those three weeks a month. And then I would take a month off. Cause I, last year, last couple of years, I've been uh, very popular. It's been all working out. That's why we want to screech that to a fucking <laughs> <laughs> it's been going well but the weird thing is is that um i hated getting on airplanes i would literally think about traveling and whimper like a tiny baby uh because it was exhausting and so there's part of me that's been home for six months and it's a joy yeah there is uh i have reintroduced myself to my husband we have i've never spent this much time with him before and we have a very good relationship luckily and you know and there there isn't i mean my my sister is with her partner and they have two children they're like uh 13 and 11 and they um and they've always gotten along but the tensions of having children yeah creates a whole other layer to the thing that that is is has to be carefully you know you're like i had my sister's like we have to institute an enormous amount of politeness because everybody is ten everybody is being you know you don't want to break the thing that you love right 
and you love the family unit <laughs> and you love all the people in it, but you're being driven mad by the situation. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you're, you're, we've found just like anybody else, I'm sure we, we ebb and flow in terms of there are certain weeks where it's a little more tense and there's certain weeks where we're getting along great and we are in this together and this is our island and we're going to protect it fiercely and all that. Like, you kind of go back and forth, but but the kids do add a different element as far as I and I think we've I, I'll only speak for myself, but I think we've both done this at different times, which is sure we can we're fine staying at home. We know we need to stay safe and stay healthy and make sure everybody else stays healthy. And that's why we limit going out and all that. But we've both done the thing at different times where we've said our kids need to see their friends. Our kids need to. And it's always the other one that sort of talks us down off that ledge and says like, no, no, let's stay the course. Let's do Well, that was stay the course. Thousand points of light. Uh, I channeled Bush there for a second. But <laughs> the, it, where the, we basically do that thing where we, you know, we say like we remind each other like this is this is not a common thing. This is not an everyday thing. And we have to remain vigilant through all this. And so. We have, you know, we've done that as well. I'm fortunate in that my job translates to working from home. I can work from home and be fine. Um, but I'm, I'm curious, like when you say, you know, you've got these dates booked, were these pre-existing dates or are you starting to see promoters start to, especially in some of the areas where they're finally able to lift their head up, are, are you seeing people start to book again? They've opened up a lot of states and a lot of clubs are open. And there is... And they're booking those states. Um, I had, you know, like initially when I got home in March, I had a lot of April dates that got canceled. April, May, June, gone, gone, gone. And then uh, I was actually I had taken July off, so I was I was empty in July. And then uh, all of a sudden, October, uh, August, and September got dropped. And now we're in October and November, um, and people are just essentially pushing the dates to 2021. And those are people in states that either have governors that are sane or uh, states that where there's spikes, a lot of spikes, even though right. Florida's still booking, like, yeah. come on down, is going to Tampa this week to side splitters in Tampa. First of all, comedy clubs get to name themselves. Yeah. Have you ever known? <laughs> anyway. And, uh, uh, but she's, I, I wouldn't go to Tampa on a bet, on a dare. I wouldn't, I mean, in a Jetson car, yeah. I wouldn't, like, if it were, if it were the boy in the bubble where I had my own habit trail, um, you got to get to Florida from Los Angeles. Yeah. You're in the LAX and then you're in a Florida airport. And uh, no offense, I've met perfectly nice people from Florida, smart people. Uh, they don't seem uh, to be on the television. No. Uh, <laughs> they don't make their way to the media outlets to be no. captured in any way. No. They're not being captured on the media quite so much. And, um, and I'm from Wisconsin. So, I mean, we don't have a leg to stand on. But the thing is, is I, so I have to wait because I think I, I don't. Do you guys have this feeling that we're still in the first wave? Yeah. I, we're, we're going to we're going to spike again. And I, we're already seeing it. Steve and I, you know, here in Washington State. We're starting to see it in, in small clumps in terms of an example would be we have two major, major universities here in Washington State, uh, University of Washington and Washington State University. They're on different sides of the state. Um, Washington State University, which is in eastern Washington, pretty rural area, not a lot of people just in general. It's a lot of farmland and things of that nature. And so that university a lot of parents have made the choice to, even though WSU, that's what they call it, Washington State University, even though WSU is online learning only, they have chosen to send their kids to live in the homes, the apartments, the dorms, that kind of stuff. A lot of them have made that choice. Send them anyway. They can get that aspect of college life, and then they can take their online courses together and at least get some of the college feel. Well, now the report has come out today that the, I'm going to get the numbers slightly wrong, but I'm pretty close cases have risen by 246% in that county in the last two weeks since these kids started to return. And so oh kids couldn't get it. Right. <laughs> right. And so we're going to see a lot of, we're going to see a lot of that. I think where people frankly just 
listen, I am I am staunchly a supporter of the masks, the staying home, the only going out if you need to, these the social distancing, all that. I'm but I'm also I try to be mindful of the people who are they're getting tired of this and I can I understand the mindset. I'm getting tired of it too. But at the same time, I think people are going to start to get so tired of this that they start to make poor decisions. And therefore, we're going to see this spike just because of a lot of bad behavior. Yeah, it's it's the Sturgises. I mean, there's no there, there's just there's no there's no Churchill. There's no Lincoln. There's right. no there's nothing coming down. There's almost no post office anymore. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it's a weird it's a weird world. But um, so I get that people are depressed. So we have to cheer each other up. So that's why I do a lot of Zoom shows. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. And one of my, you know, I, uh, I, I'm even sick of the bit, but I feel like the audience needs to hear it where I talk about how it isn't the end times. It is. Stop saying that. I, was, I promise you, if you're if you got if you're betting on the rapture, uh, the over under on that isn't good. <laughs> and uh, you're going to it's just shitty time. Guys. Right. <laughs> them it'll be fine and just be good to each other right just try to be of some use yeah well what okay so i i did want to say that so since you were on the last time and now you had um a pretty big show where you were the opener for maria bamford and next thing back yeah the rush ticks thing that i'm going to tell you that was a great way to see comedy um especially with my with, with my wife and my son who my son can't go to a comedy club and my son wants to go to a comedy club how, how old is your son he's uh 15 last week so Perfect. Perfect. yeah uh, 15 or 16 is when i when i uh, started letting my nieces and nephews come so and 11 the, 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 i'm not going to say anything that's going to shock an 11 year old right. personal i mean right. you can shock an 11 year old yeah. it's possible yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah 15 is great and that that show was um, see well first of all what I liked I don't I don't know if I told you about it Dave but um, that they had the show go on and it was you know it wasn't quite like a Zoom call it was a little classier than that but on the side they had a place for people to comment which um, surprisingly um, incredibly positive you know I mean really really positive great um, you know comment flow but also they were throwing money at him too so it was like it was like you know you're half comedian half stripper they're you know <laughs> right, you could, you could t- yeah. that that is one of the that is yeah that the, the only problem with that show and maria was talking about how because there were a, a regular zoom show will have maybe 10 or 20 people unmuted so you could hear some laughs you can get a sense of timing and um, Rush Ticks pushed it to their own platform. And so the only person, I was literally, it was me and the other, the two people running tech that were in the audience and they had been told not to interrupt. And uh, I was like, <laughs> yes, uh, someone should laugh because uh, Maria's gonna be just running lines. I heard, I heard some laughter though. And, and, the, and luckily I love Maria's act. Right. I could I could listen to Maria work on those bits uh, for a decade, quite honestly, and I miss the old stuff that she's done working on that she you she won't do again. And uh, so luckily, I was <laughs> I was sitting there laughing, and uh, I would <laughs> I would like go to the chat, and people would be like, "It's so good that Jackie's laughing," and yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you were laughing, and it was fine. But the, but there's no laugh track, and it right. it's not, and it shouldn't have one. I'm not advocating for that yeah. at all, but. Uh, but it is hard to do stand-up comedy without any sort of feedback. Yeah, yeah. Have have you guys? This reminded me. Have you guys seen this whole thing with the WWE wrestling and what they've done? The thing they call the Thunderdome. I've heard of it. I so they seen literally it. have a they have a obviously a ring that the people wrestle in, and then it's surrounded by literal virtual screens, like these big giant screens that sort of encase it. So it's sort of wrapped around it and they're live people sitting at home watching this. The prop, go ahead. There's a comedy show that does that too. Okay. Well, the, the problem with, what's the problem with, I don't know if it's the case with comedy, but with wrestling, 
When you're at a live wrestling event, and Steve and I can speak to this firsthand because we actually attended a WrestleMania together, you get caught up in the, the atmosphere of a live crowd and screaming and all that. When you're watching two large people throw each other around a ring that is virtually silent, but they, it's just <laughs> surrounded by these screens, people, it looks like all the screens are frozen because people just sit and watch because they're just staring at the thing <laughs> happening. Yeah, they're not feeding off of each other. So that's that's one problem. And then the bigger problem that WWE encountered very quickly is the assholes on the internet. So they've already had... They had Chris Benoit, who was the famous wrestler who killed his wife and son because of he was on CTE oh. and steroids and a few other things and then hung himself. They had Chris Benoit watching one of their live events. Oh they had a KKK Klansman watching one of their live events. And these That's have all been captured now on video, on screenshots, on everything else. They've had all these different things that have happened. So while Major League Baseball or or you know, major league sports have had at most like the dead guy from weekend at Bernie's, which is arguably pretty funny watching one of the events. These had right. like people put, so just people put screen shares up that are, that are ridiculous. Correct. And, I, I, the guy, the KKK Klansman was literally live watching the feed, drinking a beer in his full robe and garb and everything. So right. well, the hilarity of uh, you're just like the jackassery is yeah. not, I mean, it, it's it's jackassery to hate crimes, obviously. But um, yeah, I, I did a show actually, was it, it was Saturday or Sunday. I think it was Sunday first. I did four shows this weekend, um, four different Zoom shows. And the Sunday first show had, had um, Zoom bombers because they accidentally, like I tweeted at the, 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 um, the, the people running the show and I said, hey, I never got a Zoom link. And whoever was running their thing just tweeted it back at me. <laughs> Oh, good. <laughs> and well, so we had the first 10 minutes of the show was literally just one 14 year old who was a pretty good hacker after another. Is and, Jen Kirkman jumping in all over your stuff, throwing out her own punchlines? <laughs> no. No. no, it was reality <laughs> music, which I traditionally enjoy. Uh, so, and then somebody just screaming, F you, F you, F you. It oh. was but they got removed after 10 minutes and it was fine but you i mean <laughs> 10, <minutes. laughs> 10 straight minutes of f you but then they got removed <laughs> get uh knocked out and then but they had got they had registered like five different people so they kept coming back in wow and i was like hey there's a waiting room don't let them in yeah <laughs> all right well we're believe it or not we're already almost 30 minutes into this show um and we do a news we still we still have to get to headlines so i'm gonna leave this dealer's choice i'm gonna leave this up to jackie i'm gonna tell you the four stories that we have and you're gonna tell me which one you want to start with so we've got one involving baby yoda we've got one that i will only say involves ears uh we've got one that involves a disgusting bedtime habit and we've got one that involves gummy bears uh yoda or gummy bears what do you guys like steve what do you got no, let's let's go with uh, Yoda first, and then we'll hit gummy bears. All right, a man has been banned from Tinder for catfishing after posing with a photoshopped baby Yoda. Now, this is a picture. If you see the picture, it is literally the guy sitting on his bed, laptop open in front of him, and a a poorly photoshopped baby Yoda. Clearly wrong lighting. Clearly everything sitting on his lap. But a woman on Tinder reached out to him to say, "Where did you get the Yoda doll?" He responded, I'm reading the actual text string here that they've screenshotted. He responded, ha ha, it's just photoshopped. She responded, no, not the photo. I mean the Yoda doll. And he responded, yeah, it's not a doll, unfortunately. Anyway, what kind of movies do you like besides Star Wars? <laughs> and she responded, so you just dot, 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 put a fake image on your profile? That's literally the definition of catfishing. You're a liar and a sneak, and I'm reporting you, not letting you fool anyone else with your little tricks. Tinder thus responded by banning his account. Wow. That was an error on Tinder's part. They should have banned her. <laughs> she turned up. So, so I'm, I'm just, uh, I, this is one of the things, Jackie, we've talked about on other shows, which is I will never know the joy of a Tinder or a dating <laughs> app. And when I say joy, I say that with all the intended sarcasm. I will never have to live through using one of those apps because every single person I know who speaks of these things, it's pure hell. 
So how into Baby Yoda do you have to be to be so angry that it's not really <laughs> Baby Yoda that yeah. you will get somebody banned yeah. for pretending to... She must have like, she must have a real big thing for Yoda. Here's my thing. Neither of you thought that she, I, I genuinely thought she was kidding and, and referring, thought it was his dick. Yeah. <laughs> hey, nice baby Yoda. That's, uh, exactly. that's it's like, no, I know it's not <laughs> real. She was, I literally, I don't, does your, does your fan base enjoy my language? And <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. How did you make it have ears? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> was like, that is a very uh, lifelike looking penis, sir. So now, now we're going to uh, now we're going to jump into because this is Baby Yoda was just a quick aside. Okay. Now we're going to okay. get into the the meaty story here. This one begins. Have you ever had sugar free Haribo gummy bears? If the reviews on Amazon are anything to go by, you'd have to be pretty brave to try them. The product no longer appears to be available online, but before they stop being sold, hundreds flocked to the website to share their own experiences of eating these sweets, which they claimed came from the depths of hell. While the bears might have looked innocent, they were made with a sugar substitute called lycosin, which contains the sugar alcohol maltitol. Now, if you don't know about these, you will in just a second. The ingredient is safe for most to eat. However, when consumed in large amounts, it can cause gas, bloating, and diarrhea, something which is evident in the Amazon reviews. A man named Joshua gave the sweets one star and posted a particularly graphic but amusing review comparing the aftermath to an iconic scene from Game of Thrones. Joshua, <laughs> <laughs> Joshua said, I sit here writing this review at 4 a.m. from my porcelain throne, a fixture you will become all too familiar with if you choose to eat these cute little bears from the pits of hell. Like a slow buildup of a Martin Scorsese film, however, those bears were waiting for their baptism scene to destroy my insides. It's, <laughs> it started with the cramping, very akin to doing a thousand crunches and then being forced to hold the one thousand and first crunch indefinitely. Then came the initial run, which opened the proverbial floodgates. I'm over 30 and I'm beginning to wonder if these bears know that and want to send me back to the can for each year I've been on this earth and to make me wonder why I was ever born. In between gastrointestinal bouts of pressure washing the inside of my toilet from my anus, oh I lay God. in bed. <laughs> oh Isn't the one this the, the, you had a third story that was a, about the the bathroom that I purposely didn't pick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he finishes by saying, "I lay in bed feeling as if someone were to punch me in the stomach. I'd explode, turning the walls of my bedroom into a soiled Jackson Pollock rendition." Well. They're great review. There's a lot of reviews for this, and I've I've been to see it, and I've I've read a whole. And there there are some incredible wordsmiths out there <laughs> playing around with fecal matter. Apparently, that there's not much of a market for it. But wow, if there I, were, if there were, I may, so when, right? when 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 the whole, uh, especially the Atkins low carb diet craze kicked off, whenever that was in the '90s, whatever that was. I jumped on and I did Atkins. And one of the things that I thought was, hey, there's these sugar-free candies. There's sugar-free butterscotch candies. There's sugar-free gummy bears. There's all the... So I didn't dive in quite to this level, but I did take home a bag of sugar-free butterscotch candies and eat about 10 of them, thinking like, hey, this is great. There's no sugar in these. This is fantastic. And that night... Again, not to this level, but I vividly remember paying for eating ten sugar-free butterscotch candies. So, I'm trying to, yeah, I, I was trying. I was thinking, how many of these bears did he eat? Uh, was my first thing, and then I was reminded there was something in the early two thousands that had Olestra. Olestra, yeah, Olestra? yeah, and that would I would literally you could you could actually destroy your intestinal tract. Wasn't but wasn't that wasn't that like um. It was chips, right? Didn't weren't they? Didn't they make like a new potato chip that had Olestra yeah. in it? Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it literally, it literally warned against anal leakage. Yeah, that's leakage. Not like you may have some trouble later. Yeah, but this is going to be an ongoing thing. You might want to buy an oil pan for your pants. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> what else you got? All right, our third story tonight. 
this one is the I'm going to go to the bedtime story. A woman has been asked why she is still with her boyfriend after she asked for advice over his bedroom habit, which others labeled as, quote, absolutely disgusting. She explains that she shares the home with him and a third housemate with the bedrooms upstairs and the only bathroom on the ground floor. Her partner has what she calls sleep issues, which she says results in him finding it very difficult to fall back asleep if he has to go downstairs and then back up during the night to use the toilet. To avoid this problem, he has taken to urinating in drinking glasses no. he has used from the day before, and no. then he leaves them on his bedside table during the night. No. The first time no. it happened, no. I found no. one of our glasses full of urine on his nightstand, she said. It happens every so often now, and he sometimes lets it sit there for a day or longer. He kind of acknowledges that it's gross and that he wouldn't like it if someone else did it, but overall doesn't think it's a huge deal. I Did you guys ever read Tina Fey's um, book, uh, The Bossy Pants or whatever? Yeah. Uh, she talks about in the writer's room at SNL that guys would pee in cups in their offices yeah, mm -hmm. and just leave them around. And the first time it happened, she was like, what is, what is that? And um, they, uh, it turns out that that's gross. But I yeah. <laughs> how, how does this gal not think it's a deal breaker? Uh, do you know any men that do this? I, we, so I just said last week, I, on the show last week, I admitted to, I, my wife and I went for a walk and we went for like an hour long walk and I totally misjudged. I should have gone to the bathroom before I left. I should have peed before I left. I was mortified that I had to find a hidden bush somewhere where my wife could stand watch while, cause I literally wasn't going to make it back. And it was so bad. So that like, I lost sleep over the fact that I had to pee on a bush somewhere in my neighborhood, let alone in a drinking glass that my entire family uses sitting on a nightstand next to me. Like no way. There, there's absolutely no way. So no, no, this is, that I, I, I would be gone the next day. The fact that she had to ask an online Reddit forum whether or not this was in fact disgusting blows me away. Yeah, that's, uh, there's just, there's literally everyone, I, and I'm pretty understanding for bodily function. <laughs> and you guys have kids, so it's not like you're not willing to clean up some nonsense. But once you're an adult, yeah, you, you don't be ridiculous. Right. And yeah. hey, if that is your problem, you go downstairs and use the bathroom and then you deal with it. You deal yeah. with the fact that you can't get back to sleep like that. That's not on the rest of your house to have to figure out which drinking glass to use. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, in a OK, so even if it was really terrible, like a two liter bottle that you mark and you, or, or, or like something that. That's that's that you're trying to engineer something that isn't a common might be used by another human. Yeah. These are my collectible Bugs Bunny glasses I got from Pizza Hut yeah. and you filling them with urine. Yeah. It would absolutely be a deal breaker. I yeah. The arches, buddy. Yeah. That's uh don't let the door hit you so our final story tonight and i want to tell you i considered sharing the photos with this but i'm not going to because they're just too damn gross great uh yeah. the the headline reads man cuts off ears and keeps them in a jar after paying over eight thousand dollars to make head look like a skull oh. uh sandra is known as mr Skullface on social media and he insists that even though people call him sick his transform transformed appearance has made him more confident a tattoo addict has his, had his ears removed and now keeps them in a jar. Uh, he's currently unemployed, not really? in a relationship. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's not a good listener. Sorry. I, I, I actually have, I know a guy. Because uh, So I've been working on this bit about how women just want to be treated like people. And um, it's, a, it's a hilarious present. Pre <laughs> Uh, and how this, the gold standard of people is your straight white guys. It doesn't mean that the guys feel good inside. It just means that is the gold standard of how <laughs> other people treat the world of straight white guys. Mm -hmm. That person can still feel like a piece of shit indoors, right? Inside. Sure. But outside, everyone's uh, handing them, uh, you know, uh, a, 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 lot of, a lot of passes. Anyway, so I knew a guy 
uh, I actually knew a guy who knew a guy. I met him once. This is in uh, the early 90s. I worked at uh, a t-shirt shop in Minneapolis uh, catalog. And it was a guy I knew who wanted to go mad. He was 23, 24 years old. And he wanted to go crazy. So he started taking PCP. Oh. He also, yeah, success, by the way. You'll be happy. Uh, the other thing is he wanted to get a train tattooed around his neck, a steam engine train that had uh, a steam stack where his ear would be. So he wanted to get his ear removed so he could get the tattoo so that the hole would be would look like it, it kind of has that shape. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't he? Uh, and it turns out there wasn't a doctor who would saw his ear off. Oh. So he sawed his own ear off and then put it in a jar that he would show people. Anyway, um, the I, it was it was literally and none of his friends were like, dude, do not do this. And even the guy that I knew, I was like, did you know him before he got because and then get this, the tattoo artist put like justified it. Put the tattoo like he wanted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to step on Steve's joke. Steve, your internet cut out right as you said he probably can't keep a girlfriend because he's not a good listener. And I want to make no. sure everybody, everybody, everybody heard that. Oh, I thought that one landed like a dead fish. No, no, I, I you, you, you glitched out right as you said that. So oh, that would have been perfect. That was fantastic. That was Great. <laughs> So I will, uh, yeah, I, like I said, I'm not going to share the pictures with you guys, but, uh, it says he's undergone 17 extreme body modifications, including forehead implants, forearm implants, back of the hand implants and under the skin pigment implants and a tongue splitting. You can just tell people that you, you gender identify as a monster. Oh man. You You don't have to go and do it. It's hardcore. But that is some disposable income, man. That's, that's what I was thinking too. So this is. It's a story out of a UK newspaper, and it says 6,000 pounds, so I, of course, had to put it into a, a calculator to know what that meant. It's roughly $8,600 worth of, in US dollars, of body modifications that this, nearly $10,000 to make himself look like a skull. It just represents all the books he's not buying for his children. Yeah, right. Uh, and that is with socialized medicine, you guys. So uh, he got a deal on that, is what I'm saying. Right, yeah, no yeah. doubt. We'd be playing retail for that. <laughs> okay. We're going to wrap up the headlines. Uh, I apologize. I've filled in for Tracy. That man has over 50 years of, of headline experience. So I pale in comparison to him. Uh, but that was headlines. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back on the Dave and Steve show. Are you tired of the same old funeral service every time? Is the same old pastor just going on and on? Blah, 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 blah. Are you dying now and want to go out with a bang? Want to make your friends and family laugh one more time? Will these questions ever stop? We've got every dearly departing gag on the market, from fake cremated ashes to the creepy moving hand in the coffin. Crazy Mike's is home to the original spring-loaded casket. Wait, then it's a black. Try our new fake celebrity service and have a share. David Duchovny, Lil' Kim, or former President Bill Clinton impersonator show up and speak at the service. Up to ten minutes, share gets one song. After the service, unwind with an all-night dance party to send your stiff off in style. Crazy Mike's is the only funeral home with a lighted dance floor and on-call music man, DJ, DJ Tombstone. Tombstone. Nothing, and we mean nothing, will bring your grandfather, mother, little girl, lover, uncle, aunt, or landlord back from the dead. So laugh it off at Crazy Mike's Funeral Home. Hi, I'm Mike, and I put the fun in funeral. Laughing it up at Crazy Mike's. Crazy Mike's does not accept gas check or charge. Must be paid in smiles or pizza. Forget the smiles, just pizza. Crazy Mike is not a licensed funeral home director in any way, shape, or form and has never shown any kind of responsibility towards anything. He's kind of a loser. Do not leave Mike alone with a body due to a court order. Better yet, don't use this service at all. We are back on the Dave and Steve show, and uh, from what I understand, Steve has a game cooked up for us. Steve, what do you got tonight? Okay, so this is a very special game that I had to cook up um, because, you know, last minute, Tracy's gone. I had something that, that the three of you were going to come compete with um but i did come up with i think is a very good and balanced game for both of you now jackie i understand um a couple of weeks ago you participated in an online gaming piece um, with apex legends 
Um, yes. Can you give us a few minutes of what that was about? It was comics versus... Um, uh, yeah, Excellent is like an open world uh, first person shooter game. And um, you pick a character and then you get dropped off with a, with a trio or a duo of a squad of either people you know or people you don't. And so I practiced the game with strangers and um, I uh, killed one person in the week, two weeks that I played and, uh, and was murdered a lot. But, uh, but it was super fun. And, uh, and you pick up uh, a lot of different equipment and you run around and you fight. And so the thing that I did was I was paired with a sort of a semi-professional player, a fancy player, uh, some Twitch fan, and then myself, and then we were, we were dropped. And, uh, and then we fought against another comic, another semi-professional fan. And, and <laughs> yeah. So it was like an apex pro-am. Yes, it was a, pro yeah, that's it. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. And then we riffed, um, sort of at midnight style about different things. So I've told the guys about this. So when I said my son was addicted to games all summer long, it was game. It was apex. It's all he plays. Oh. He is a diehard apex player. And I've told these guys, Every experience I have, because he'll say, Dad, can you please play with me? Can you play with me tonight? Every experience I have playing Apex with my son goes like this. His name is Sebastian. Sebastian, can you come get me up? I'm down again. Somebody shot me. Thank you for getting me up. Can you recover me? Can you bring me back to life? Thank you. I've been shot again. I'm down again. Can you get me back up again? I know you just got me back up again. I understand, but I'm down again. Can you come get me one more? Like, that's all the game is, is me just telling him I'm down again little girl when I was practicing so this kid could not have been more than 10 but it was a girl voice all I heard her say was like where are you going yeah <laughs> <laughs> or I understood the map you got yeah yeah so um so obviously um Jackie's a gamer uh, some of my favorite comedy of yours uh was from one of your earlier albums where you where you spoke about some gaming experiences and actually calling in and getting help on a game uh, hilarious if you haven't heard the albums it's good go check them out um so what, what was that it's on the bread album it's uh it was on my half hour special in comedy central it's the final fantasy legend joke it's it, it's 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 really good dave you'll enjoy um anyway so obviously uh video games uh been playing them for a while great dave i've as long as i've known you you have been a video game player um and now you design video games so obviously you know, great. Um, I chose to create a, uh, a video game trivia contest. Um, that's it's, it's all old stuff. So oh. it's, you know, kind of level playing field. So there's, it's not, there's a chance. Okay. Yeah. It's not, it's not going to be okay. So on the level in perfect dark where you're, yeah, no, it's not going to, we're not going to go there. Um, so these are questions. I can't take credit for all these questions. Some of these questions came from recroomamusements.com and laughgaff.com. So I did glean some of those. Want to give credit where credit's due. Um, I will start off with um, the first question. And as soon as you uh, get the answer or think that you have it, raise your hand. I will, um, I'll call you out and then you, you get a chance to answer. If not, um, the, other, uh, the other contestant, whoever you may be, will get a chance to answer it. And uh, uh, we'll start right off with, what does the word Atari mean in Japanese? You know, there's a Netflix documentary series right now called Game Over that just went up a couple weeks ago about the history of video games. And it starts from Pong right through Atari. And I watched that entire thing and I have no idea. Wrong. Jackie? Uh, does it mean Nintendo? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would, I would, I would, I would, I would credit for that. Made you laugh. I win. That's good. Um, no, you're both wrong. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, off to a great start. Um, he, ne he, he never gives the answer. What? He, that's bullshit. Wait a minute. You have, what does Atari mean? He never, he, ne he does this. He never gives the answer. So you just don't know. If you don't know, you don't know. Well, Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you what I tell my kid when he doesn't know. You got to look it up. She you is right now. She's um, looking it up. Atari means in Japanese, prepare to be attack, attacked. <laughs> okay. Prepare to be Thanks. attacked. All right. Okay. So there, there you have it. I'm not gonna give. Actually, it I looked it up and it means around. <laughs> <laughs> 
already cheating. I like her style. Um, okay. So uh, this next one might be a little bit uh, more difficult. Uh, this, is a, this is a quote. This is a quote. Who said, my idea of retirement is to sit all day in a big dark room playing space invaders. Uh, oh, go ahead. Jackie. Gary Gygax. Oh, good. Good try, but no. Of course not. Uh, I'll uh, say, I'll say, I'll guess Miyamoto. Um, it was Walter Cronkite. Oh. <laughs> I know. Super shocking, right? Yeah. That's not a joke yeah. answer. That's, that's the real answer. Oh, that's um, all. Walter Cronkite. Yes. <laughs> so okay. we've established that we didn't know what Atari means. So then you went to a deep, seven layers deep question about Walter Cronkite. As though either of us, you've established we're big video game people. Have we established that we're mm -hmm. not big Walter Cronkite people? Because I feel like you should have known that ahead of time. My best bet I would have guessed would Dan Rather. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Classic yeah, Dan. Walter Winchell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the old newsy guy. Um, yeah. No, uh, neither one of you. And so I do want to point out that this game is, in fact, balanced if neither one of you knows any of the answers. Oh, great. So okay. Okay. All right. So your third question, um, still waiting for a score. It's like a soccer game here. <laughs> what is the name of the man you rep? What is the name of the man you represent in Donkey Kong? Mario. Oh, sorry. That's, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> sorry, Jackie, there you go. No, that's fine. So we'll count that as a buzz in. Okay. Mario. Mario. Um, that is... That is correct, but Dave has a shot if he um, if he has the more correct answer. Mario the plumber. No. Um, so we know him as Mario. We understand him as Mario, but at the time he was known simply as Jump Man. Oh, um, that one I did know. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jackie okay. gets credit. All okay. Right. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm good with that. On the board. Jackie's on the board. Okay, number four. On the first day of its existence, the original Pong game broke down. Why? Mm. Jackie. NASA flight? No, not quite. Okay. Uh, some of the soldering had melted. Oh, that's a better um, shot in the dark. But it was because the uh, the coin box was overstuffed with quarters. Oh, no kidding. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I imagine that quarters probably fell I out. In when, it in, when it was invented, because it was invented by uh, an astronaut, like a like a programmer for the the, the space program. Oh, yeah. I, invented, I, uh, the first video game and it was just Pong. It was it was tennis. Bloop, and bloop. And then and his have, wife came in and said, why do you keep shoving quarters in that thing? Right. <laughs> right. I, I would imagine that he invented Pong and someone said, what are you doing? Go yeah. back to work. <laughs> and then they started playing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Um, the next question, how many dots are there on a Pac-Man board? Oh, right. Um, I think there's... I don't know why this number is coming to mind. It is an entire guess, but I think someone told me once. 272? Oh, my gosh. Um, you're very close, but not not quite. You want to get... Whoever gets closest on this is going to win the point. So, Dave, you might have to finish it Well, now I should go 273. Okay. Jackie's closer because it's 240. Right. 240? 240, yeah. All right. Um, I, I don't know how many are on the uh, the Atari version. I think it's six. <laughs> Wait, and, and was that Ms. Pac-Man or original Pac-Man? Uh, just Pac-Man, not not Ms. Pac-Man. Ms. Pac-Man would uh, obviously. What, what what's that? Yeah, Ms. Pac-Man obviously a much better game. I think Ms. Pac-Man would have two hundred and seventy-two because she would be she would be expected to do more work for the same amount of money. Right, and they got divorced, and she got all of Ken's stuff. That's an yeah. old Barton yeah. joke, you guys. Anyway, that joke is. I feel like I feel like uh, I feel like at the beginning of this thing, Steve said you guys like video games, and then did the equivalent of you guys like cars. Who invented the stereo knob? <laughs> I, I don't. I, 
I don't you know. You can like music. Let's talk about Handel's Messiah. Right, right. And, like, <laughs> this is tough, Steve. Oh, it's right. it, at least some people have scored. So, um, some people, Jackie scored. Dave has not scored. <laughs> okay. Um, next question. What does Donkey Kong have to do with donkeys? There, oh gosh, I feel like I should know this. I feel like maybe it wasn't the Donkey Kong, maybe it was the King part. There was something to do with a misspelling and a misprint, and they kept it that way. But I don't know that it it was the Donkey side of things. Okay, so um, Jackie's closer because she said I got nothing, and the actual <laughs> answer is nothing. Uh, Donkey Kong donkeys have nothing to do with Donkey Kong. Um, although the Japanese word for donkey can also mean crazy or stupid. Um, I heard the same thing though, Dave. I think it was, I think it was supposed to be monkey King and then it got changed to donkey Kong somewhere in translation instead of monkey King. And that's how it became donkey. That's what I as well. Yeah. I understood that as well, but because it says this, Jackie gets the point. Um, so that's, that's two for Jackie. Good job. Um, I think I might be getting a pass cause I'm not around as much. every, every time. No, this, it's not you, Jackie. This is how it goes. He, he, every chance he gets to screw me over. This is what he does. Well, she did say I got nothing. And the very first word of the answer is nothing. So I, <laughs> I got nothing is I got the answer. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. So the Atari 2600 was first released in what year? Dave. 1980. This is a game of total horseshit. <laughs> okay. Jackie, do you have a different idea? 1979. Ooh, Jackie's closer with 1977. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Dave, Dave has quit. He is leaving the room. <laughs> he throws down. Yeah. I have the advantage. I'm 3,700 years older than you. So I was actually sort of there when the shit was happening. <laughs> Saw it. You were aware. You you knew what was going on. You were the one stuffing the quarters into the first pong game. I understand. You ever played um, Gorf? That was what. That was my uh, my go to one year. It was bad. Gorf. It was five games once. I actually did not uh, use one of the Gorf um, questions because I thought it was going to be too hard. But you totally would have dominated on that one. So so fun little piece of trivia, Jackie. In the small town that Steve and I grew up in, tiny tiny town, we did have an arcade for a very brief period of time and Shining. then it was broken into at least three times by kids trying to steal all the quarters and so then it was closed permanently but in the in the roughly year or two years that it was open the guy who ran the arcade didn't have room for all the cabinets that he had my dad happened to have a big gigantic shop on our property they knew each other very well because it was a small town so he mm -hmm. said let me store my video games out there at your shop and my dad said sure as long as you turn off all the quarter things and just let us play for free you can store them as much as you want so as a kid i had access to multiple arcade cabinets all the time and the one that i played the most was this game called satan's hollow it was like a it was this weird half space invaders half boss battle where you shot at these demons that were coming down like the invaders and space invaders and if you beat enough of them your ship actually crossed over into another screen where you took on Satan and there was this big castle behind him with lightning and all that. It was the, it was the most badass game for its time, but yeah, it was called Satan's hollow. And I remember that game. And then my mom got addicted to this game called Mr. Do, which was this dig dug type game where you were this little clown that shot this ball and it bounced up all the tunnels. She got so addicted to that, that my, father bought that game for her and then it lived in my parents bedroom for like 20 years and she played that thing daily for 20 years like it was her jam sorry about love and 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 how small your house was yeah right right <laughs> you don't get to play it yeah no no and nobody beat mom's high score she was the she was the master on that thing so anyway i so. remember watching your mom play that game yeah and nobody nobody else could play cigarette it dangling was... out of her mouth because it was the 80s and you had to do everything with a cigarette dangling out of your mouth and just wow. nose to screen playing mr do 24 hours a day a couple of good pinball cabinets too by the way we did yeah um, so here's here's a bonus question um question oh good three. is this worth 80 points so that i have a chance 
Um, we'll, we'll see if you can bring it back, Johnson. Okay, uh, which classic Atari game was the first racing game to feature a racetrack based upon a real racing circuit? And also, Dave? Pole position. That is correct. I even, I knew that one too. I got one. Oh, there Pre- we go. Preparing so, to qualify. Okay, if this were a tie, which it certainly isn't. Well, and, um, and, you're, on the, uh, and you're on the board, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's what really yeah. matters. Didn't get shut yeah. out. So if this were to be a tiebreaker, I do have a tiebreaker question, and it's more of a um, it's it's more of a thing you'd have to do. Um, the I would I would ask you to do your best interpretation of the sound Bagman made when he was caught or hurt. I don't know that game. I don't either. I really used to play that game so I could hear that sound because I thought it was so funny. Who's Bagman? Bagman was a um, was a robber in like a, a striped thing, like a classic like 1930s ro- robber, and had a had a sack of money that he had to move around, and he had to chip through the thing, and the cops were coming down to get him and stuff. It was, so you it tell was us a- then, because we don't know this game. Let us hear the noise. Aye aye. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out you win, Steve. Right. Yeah. All right. So fantastic game, Steve. We're at an hour right now. So we're going to wrap things up. I real quick, because I forgot to mention it at the top of the show. So I want to mention it. I want to send my mom, believe it or not, some good thoughts. My mom was up camping with my sister this weekend. She slipped on some loose gravel on a boat launch, believe it or not, and completely shattered her ankle. She broke every bone in her ankle, basically twisted her foot around backwards. And so she is going in for surgery tomorrow good thoughts from my mom mom get well soon if you listen to this and you remember any of it because you're so doped up on percocet right now so uh best of luck to you and uh get well soon it was of course it had to be the right ankle too so she's not gonna be able to drive for months like it it was a she really did it right i guess if you're gonna do it do it right take care lady so jackie i want to give you a few seconds here at the end of the show just to plug anything else you want to plug anything you want to mention anything you got coming up Uh, i know you're playing merch if they like my stuff because my garage is full of it but if you want to see me do stand-up comedy go to jackiecation.com and sign up for my email list which is harder to get on than it is to get off (laughs) Uh, because every email that you get says has the word unsubscribe at least twice and uh but it will be the way to figure out where i'm doing stand-up comedy and i'm actually quite funny even on zoom so feel free to come to a show and then i have two podcasts the dork forest and the jackie and laurie show so and take care of each other there you go. Fuck and Nazis. we will we will put all all three of those links in the body of the description of this, and we'll also put it in the post for the show. So if you guys didn't catch any of that or you missed it, didn't get to write it down, check the description. What's up, Steve? Oh, I did want to ask Jackie. So you have this um, personal appearance publicist. How the hell did they let you get on this show? Well, you obviously went around them, didn't you? <laughs> I, all I did, I emailed through the I emailed through the site. That was all I did. Want to contact Jackie Kishin? Holy smokes, is it an attainable goal? Such dare <laughs> to dream. Well, uh, we're lucky to have you. Thank you so much for coming and 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 being here. It was a lot of fun. I'm sure Tracy's going to be kicking himself for not being here, but uh, it was it was a lot of fun. You're welcome back anytime. It was a great you. time. It's cool. you noticed he shook his head no when he said you're welcome back anytime. That was, <laughs> a, that, was that, that was my Stevie Wonder. Like <laughs> oh, right. All right, we'll take care, of you guys. Yeah, okay. thanks a lot, Jackie. See ya. Bye-bye. Jackie had to run, but we want to thank her one last time. Uh, Steve, this was one of your, I, I, it sounds demeaning to call any guest a get, but that's effectively the term. This was your get. You got Jackie on the show and she has been an absolute goldmine. She has been funny. She's been engaging. She's been willing to do whatever we kind of ask her to do. You couldn't ask for more out of a guest, such a charming, funny, smart person to have on this show and and like you said earlier we'll have her back on anytime i'm gonna have to buy a bunch of merch out of her garage it sounds like that's what i'm gonna have to do (laughs) yeah exactly Um, i'll send her my mom's old mr do cabinet all right (laughs) i think she knew that for steve for tracy who is not here this week but should return next week and for jackie our very special guest tonight we will talk to you all next time on the dave and steve show